All right, driver, make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time, bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Gets me every time. Yes. already. The intro. I'm sitting over here admiring this thing too. I'm just looking at it, just like I love you. Yeah, take a sip, why don't you? <laughs> Instead of modeling it, there you go. <laughs> anyway, hello, all five viewers and everybody else that will tune in. Episode twenty-four, the Duncan Show. And if you don't know why, we'll explain why it's called the Duncan show here in a second or the title of the episode. Anyway, this is the scrubbing tires podcast, not the Duncan show, but anyways, um, I'm your host, Brandon Hall joined alongside, never going to get this right. Jacob Smith, Jordan Smith, fellas say hello. Hello, sir. Howdy. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, hope everyone had a great rest of their week last week and a great weekend. A lot of cool, good racing, I thought. We'll talk about that here after a, a long while. But, um, yeah, we have two special guests for the first time ever making Scrubbing Tires podcast history tonight. And happy last day of February 2022. It's already oh. done. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, tomorrow's March. I always get confused so. in February. The leap year, like, yeah. Days, numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like anyway. 30 some days from first practice, I think. Mm. Mm, yeah, close yeah. to. 39 cars are ready right mm-hmm. yeah we're close <laughs> we, we got one rolled out of the garage the other day that was hey good. that's good hell yeah okay oh someone's zach stongel glad to see y'all from virginia yeah. all right, hey, all right. Yeah, right. Virginia's virginia is for lovers we yes, appreciate sir. that and it's 9 30 out there so yes to you yes <laughs> welcome Speaking of that jake you got a uh, listener shout out well, I'm going to shout out to Zach Stongle. Yeah, and let's then, get him on the screen here. Yeah, definitely. Zach Stongle. Hello, sir. Stongle. I don't, are, are we pronouncing your last name right? I hope so. <laughs> and then uh, I want to throw a couple of shout outs, um, especially since we did our live broadcast of the uh, IRMLRA uh, Snowball Derby. Uh, yes, we will talk about that. 250. Yeah, the other day. Uh, Del Trantham Jr. just started liking our page. Alex Rodriguez. Uh, the baseball player? See. Yes, sir. Yeah. A-Rod, yes. man. Wow. Yeah. Sooner, hey, sooner I watched a movie J-Rod. with uh, Jennifer Lopez last night. You guys should watch it. Marry Me with uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Very good. Wilson? Oh, wow. It? Okay. It's not a chick flick, is it? <laughs> it is, but it's Total great. chick flick. Uh, oh, maybe. Hey, I'll, hey. Maybe. I can say it. Michael <laughs> Ann even said, she's a good looking lady. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, man card. <laughs> no, I hey <laughs> Langley Speedway is Zach's that's awesome. I Sweet. Nice, nice. Uh there's a bunch of other people that just joined. So all you new uh viewers and scrubbing tires fans, welcome. Shout out to all of you. Yes. So thank you. Growing growing by the day. I love it. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, yes, as he said, thank you to everyone who will watch this tonight later on. Or listen to it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate it. And uh, without further ado, gentlemen, should we bring on our two guests? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Righty. All right. Let's do it. 
Hello, there they are. Hey. 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 <laughs> How's it going? Going well. Good. How good. are you guys? We are good. good. Jordan First off, was on time tonight, so yeah, I know, right? We're on a roll. It's a miracle. We got to show everybody <laughs> what you're drinking. So go ahead and show us what you're drinking tonight. Bush. 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 And what do you got there? That's uh, a little vodka and a little cran grape juice. You know, a foo-foo drink. Hey, hey, it's a drink, nonetheless. We're getting tuned up on the Scrubbing Tires podcast tonight, boys. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Anyway, um, for everyone not watching, or geez, I can't even talk tonight. For everyone who doesn't know, um, Laramie Duncan and Ray Duncan, um, we're going to find out all about them tonight. But uh, this is my first time virtually meeting Laramie, so pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, had the pleasure of meeting Ray in the spotter's stand. Um, maybe not the best way, but uh, <laughs> we'll get into that with Chuck Cheat and Chuck Smith Jr. But uh, yeah, so she gave us uh, a little bio uh, for us to kind of read, and I was uh, taken back by some of that. Um, a lot of good stuff in that document, but I, they don't want to hear me talk, they, they want to hear you guys talk. So, without further ado, lead us off. Tell us about you. Where, where how'd you get started hey, in racing? Ladies oh. first. Or you want me to start? You started. Do it, Ted. Well, um, I, uh, I I first got started uh, 1972. I came to Colorado Springs as a GI stationed at Fort Carson. And uh, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. So I, I was a natural born motorhead. Right. Uh, you have to be if you live in Detroit. Um <clears throat> So a friend of mine that I was stationed with introduced me to a fellow named Frank Clay. And he had an old 55 Chevy stock car that he raced at Pikes Peak Speedway. And uh, I had some welding skills from uh, before I went into the military. And one thing led to another. And my friend told Frank Clay that I knew how to weld. And well, you know, it started that way. Can you can you come and help us? I thought, yeah, I was single, didn't have anything to do. I thought, what the hell, might as well. <laughs> it kind of started with that, welding for Frank. And just one thing led to another. I uh, He wrecked that car, and we built another car, and uh, a Camaro for him. And it, and it just, all of a sudden, um, I, I just, I don't know what happened. I, I knew how to weld, and it got me in all this trouble all these years later. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <clears throat> so then he just he paved the way for southern colorado stock car racing nice. um in my opinion well but i'm i'm partial I'm a little biased. Gotta that's be okay partial. yeah yeah we want to hear it history speaks for itself so you're good right <laughs> there was a lot of um other folks i, I saw on uh, ray's phone here that dave wiggins is watching I mean, that guy, he was a pioneer back in the day doing uh, his own stock cars. And then he got into building uh, um, hill climb cars, lots of them, fancy, fancy hill climb cars. So there's other guys that were doing things here in, in this area. But I kind of got a little niche going with grassroots guys, you know, the, the road runners, the street stocks, the mini stocks, you know, doing roll cages for those. And kind of a weird story, believe it or not, I was in a market for a tubing bender and uh, I was having coffee at a coffee shop and a guy there that I knew, and I just out of the blue, I asked him, I said, 
his name was Ed. I said, Ed, you don't have any idea where I could get a tubing bender, do you? And he goes, well, yeah, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> and we went down to his shop and I looked at it and I said, well, what do you want for that, Ed? He says, oh, I'll take $100 for it. Man. And I have that tubing bender today still. That's awesome. I'll give you 100 bucks for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I'll give you 125. <laughs> but, uh, since then, you know, I added hydraulics and bought lots of different size dies for it and stuff. But it's funny, just out of the blue, I asked him, and he, oh yeah, I got one. It, you know, I couldn't believe it. Right. So it just, uh, <clears throat> it got to the point to where I was the guy that people started coming to for roll cages and, and materials and bending tubing. And, uh, and then, it, you know, can you, can you, they started this roadrunner class at uh, Colorado Springs International Speedway. And I just started building them things just one after the other. Mm. And my wife and I, I worked full time. I, I retired from a construction company here in town. And my wife, Linda and I, <clears throat> she worked full time. I worked full time. And we'd stay out in the shop till one or two o'clock in the morning building these doggone roll cages. And do you say she would too? She was out there oh, with you? Oh, absolutely. Man. There with me. Wow. Dang. It, wow. It, yeah. It's, it was uh, the craziest thing. And I'd get mad at her and she'd get mad at me. And I threw a couple <laughs> pieces of tubing from time to time, but it, it all worked out. At her or? <laughs> um, and I'll tell you the biggest break that I got in terms of building cars. <clears throat> excuse me, was uh, IMCA Modifieds came along in this area mm. on, on asphalt. And uh, I thought, well, hell, I can build those. And I built uh, a couple of them here and there, you know, and then I, uh, uh, there's a guy, Charlie Wilson, you guys probably heard of Charlie Wilson. Race with oh, him. Yeah, yeah, he, he uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He, uh, he lives down in Penrose. <clears throat> I built a car for him. And that doggone thing, ended up being a three-year consecutive track champion uh, at Beacon Hill. Oh, wow. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, it was good timing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one night I can remember in particular at Beacon Hill Speedway, uh, Linda and I were sitting in, this, in the pit side stands and a tro modified trophy dash was out there. <clears throat> I was looking at him out there and I, I nudged to Linda and I said, you're not going to believe that, but every one of those cars in a trophy dash is, is ours that we built. Wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's you know, got to be an accomplishment of itself. Feel right yeah. about yeah, that. Exactly. <clears throat> but a lot of them, you know, got uh, fancier and faster, but we, 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 you know, track champions, um, quick times, uh, you know, track records, not only, you know, with modifieds, but a lot of other cars, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Um, it just, uh, it, it's been a crazy, crazy trip, you know, yeah. it's been a, incredible. And something that I, I'm, I don't know if anybody <clears throat> told you guys, and I know I didn't write it on the paper and I probably should have, but, um, a, a huge honor this year. My dad is being inducted mm -hmm. into the Colorado Motorsports Hall of Fame. Amen. Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. That's awesome. alcohol, but cheers to that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So. It's, uh, if I had the clap hand emoji thing, I would put him up there. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge honor for you. And, awesome, yeah. and through your whole journey of building cars, 
did you ever get the inclination to get behind the wheel of one, like make one for yourself and just like, <laughs> screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm if I'm going to watch all these guys having there fun. Go, why can't fight. I do it myself? Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> I never drove a race car in my life. Oh, wow. Never wanted to. Never wanted to. Yeah. No, here's, uh, here's where I got my enjoyment in my shop on one wall. We had a tubing rack, you know, material rack and it mm -hmm. had <clears throat> roll bar tubing and, square tubing and everything on it. My enjoyment came from standing in our shop, looking at that rack and then looking over at a chassis. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, uh, you know, seeing that car on the racetrack doing well, and it's like, holy smokes, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's but, awesome. Uh, it just, I don't know what it was. I never had a desire to drive one. Yeah. I just I got all my kicks out of bending that tubing and, and fitting the tube together and, and figuring things out, making it work and making it work better than anybody else. And I have a theory for that. Uh oh, young racers need to hear what I what my theory is. On Let's hear it. Listen up. My theory on being successful is the guy that that is the most successful is the guy that. Um, Thinks about it the most and works the hardest. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. It comes yeah. in garage time. It's not at the track it's yeah. before no. you get to the track. The race, yeah, the, the race is not one on, at the track. Right. The guy that sits on the couch all week long and then Saturday morning he's like, oh, damn, I better get ready to go to the track. <laughs> Trust me, it's not going to work out well. <laughs> no, not at all. There's. But yeah, that, that, that was kind of always uh, our. Uh, work ethic and our motto and a lot of late nights and a lot of times when I should have been spending with her and her brother when they were young. Mm -hmm. um, she turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, her mother and I were in the shop, you know, bending roll bar to me. <laughs> right. That's incredible. Uh, and then, it, you know, it, it uh, when I started the uh, modified thing, that's when it got more serious in terms of, uh, coming up with a chassis fixture and, uh, you know, getting <coughs> more involved in what I was doing and how I was doing it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and thinking more about it in terms of keeping things flat, square, plumb, level, the whole deal, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> and I've been told I was uh, really a, a good welder, you know, in terms of putting these things together and they look good and they were safe. And so that was always a compliment. Right. But um, you just have to, you just have to want to do it and you have to want to do it better than anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like just putting myself in your shoes and trying to think about this, but as you're building different chassis, like are, are, are you taking little things away as you're building them for like the next one? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are you constantly in that mindset of trying to, obviously you're looking for ways to make it better, but um. Like, are, what, how does that process work for you? Like, you're just like, okay, well, this just obviously didn't work. So I'm going to tweak this or, or whatever, you know, whatever you, you know what I'm saying? More yeah. Or less. Okay. Absolutely. You know, you, you build a car and, uh, and then you think about, well, what if I'd have done this or what if I should do that? Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's been so many nights I'd lay in bed staring at the black ceiling designing, uh, you know, something, I don't know. Right. I can't think of something off the top of my head, but, and then thinking about, can, should I use that idea in the next chassis, you know, mm -hmm. and, yep. 
Absolutely. And answering right. your question, you bet. You just, right. I always tried to improve, you know, on the, on the last car. I tried to make them, I, I didn't want one guy to have a lesser car than the next guy. Right. But I would always if offer to update stuff too, if they, you know, if it really worked good. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, you know, it just, uh, you just got to think about what you're doing and, and chassis technology and think about what's happening. You know, like when you're, your your car is entering into the corner and what all's going through with that thing and mm -hmm. what all it's going through right. and, and how to make it go in good, come off good, you know, uh, roll through the corner, the whole bit, you know, you just got to make sure all those things come together. And, and, a, and a race car, I don't care, stock car, drag car, whatever. It's not one thing here or there. It's a complete package. Right. Mm -hmm. The whole thing's got to be right. In oh, my yeah. opinion. Right. Yeah. Along with the driver. So keep that in mind, guys. <laughs> <laughs> driver still got to drive it too. Yeah, right. right got to right. prove what yeah. you did is actually doing good. So. Well, that's what I was going to say because the drivers, you know, more or less than not, they're the ones who get the most attention and yeah. all the the spotlight. But you know, and I think NASCAR, particularly, they do a great job when they do get interviewed to say, "Hey, this isn't me. It was all car. Thank you to the right. men and women at the shop and everything like that." the masterminds and the brains behind it because without people like yourself i mean i know i wouldn't know what the hell i'm doing but <laughs> nope see that's that's uh, where i've been really really lucky so many 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 of the cars that i uh that we did build we had really really good drivers in them you know committed drivers you're not just somebody that's gonna kind of go race you know and maybe right. try hard or not i don't know we had really good drivers, really good committed people that wanted to do well. And all that did was turn around and, and reflect on me as to what I did and uh, boosted sales. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. But, uh, and then I don't know if you guys know it or not, but I don't know if Ray's mentioned it, but Linda, my wife, Ray's mom, she was a heavy hitter in racing. Uh, she really? was very first employee at Pikes Peak International Raceway. Wow. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you didn't ask about her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, where's she at? Get her on here. Then after that, uh, she she went from there to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Oh, wow. Worked out there. And then from there, she went to uh, uh, Phoenix International Raceway. Wow. Nice. So this is a whole big family affair here. Man, yeah, nice. It sounds like it. Involved in one way or the other. Well, we can take started... a commercial break and get get her on if you get her. <laughs> <out of laughs> <your manager. laughs> and just think, it all started because you knew how to weld. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole thing. I knew how to. Back in that time, I knew how to strike an arc with a you know with an arc welder. Right. Mm -hmm. We've progressed since then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, just I happened to meet that that old uh, Frank Clay guy, and uh, <coughs> I knew how to weld, and he needed me to do some welding, and one thing led to another. And it's just, uh, what, how many, 40 years later or something like that? 40 yeah. Years yeah. Later. We'll go with Time that. flies when you're yeah. having fun. <laughs> yep. It's been a blast. It's been a hell of a trip. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if you ever thought you'd be on a uh, podcast reliving all these stories. No, 
no, no. never. <laughs> well, there you go. It, uh, it's been it's been amazing. So, what uh, in terms of all the chassis you've ever worked on and, and built, what was your favorite to work on? Um, okay, that brings up another story. I don't know. If, <laughs> have you guys ever heard of Ray Dillon, Dillon chassis? I haven't. Not, not really. It's Dillon Racing from North Liberty, Indiana. Well, he pretty much made a star out of Mark Martin. I know you've heard. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, Ray Dillon from North Liberty, North, North Liberty, Indiana, has a son named Troy Dillon. And Troy Dillon and I uh, got to be pals. And I was buying parts from him. And, you know, we were working back and forth and one thing and another. Well, we ended up being the, the Dillon, what was called, we call it Dillon West. We were the West Coast distributor for Dillon chassis and parts and one thing and another. So I became an authorized builder for Dillon chassis. Nice. So I would have to say probably working on the Dillon, you know, they, they were uh, limited late and super late model chassis. Okay. And uh, so those were the coolest cars, you know, and Dillon... Dylan or Troy has been to you know my house and I've been back to Indiana and you know uh, my my oldest daughter she's in Florida right now but um, she made dinner the night that Troy Dylan was here and she of all things that she could have made she made lasagna no spinach lasagna <laughs> I'm like what the hell is that. <laughs> <laughs> is there any meat in this thing? What's going on here? <laughs> we had to. We can't make her mad or upset or we had to eat it. But I apologize to Troy. Troy, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I didn't know she was gonna do this. You know Amy's watching. Yeah, I say, it's her name. Oh, Amy. is that she's definitely yeah. Awesome. yeah, she's definitely watching. <laughs> so anyway, it was she, she it called was you the great. mastermind, and then you're gonna talk bad about her cooking. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she said you ate it. Yeah, I did eat it. She's right. I did but anyway, it was the best uh, lasagna you ever had, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was the best, absolutely the best lasagna ever. But, uh, so anyway, so, uh, so that was working on the Dylan chassis was really neat. Um, and he kind of faded out of it and I faded out of it and, you know, but we still stay in touch one, with one another. That's mm -hmm. good. That's good. Nice. And then over the course of your career, how many cars do you think you built? Oh, you know, question. I've been asked that question a lot, and I, I don't honestly don't know because of so many of the uh, um, mini stocks and street stocks and these other class cars. Uh, I never numbered them. I never serial numbered them or nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I would say probably, honestly, two fifty, maybe something like that. Oh, dang. So, a lot of cars. Nice. I mean, yeah. A lot of cars. One. A lot of cars. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I think again, the, the really neat thing is uh, my lifelong friend uh, Bill Canny. Uh, him and I built a car together. I built a chassis. Actually, I built the chassis for somebody else, and they didn't want it, and I bought it back. And uh, Bill and I got together, and I said, "You want to put this thing together?" And he said, "Yeah, let's put it together." Well. That car is the one we ended up taking to uh, PPIR, Pikes Peak International Raceway, mm -hmm. racing around a one-mile track. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've been to Albuquerque with it, and we were um, Cheyenne, uh, all over the place with it. Had a blast with that car. Nice. Wow. You know, 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's a bummer that that track's not in the circuit anymore. Yeah. 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 We talk about it all the time, but yeah, hearing stories like this about you guys going down there and other other folks that we've come to know over the years, it's just like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things that we was really crazy about running at PPIR is uh, that the car that we had, we built it basically to run for Beacon Hill down there in Pueblo. Uh, it was a stock stub car, Camaro stub with five inch springs all the way around. And we ended up finished seventh running with, you know, super lates and everybody else. Wow. And so we, awesome. we were pretty happy. We drank a lot yeah. of beer after that day. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to drink a lot of beer tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to be able to, I think it was a hundred lap feature and to be able to finish and uh, our, our pit strategy strategy was don't come in the pits. <laughs> no matter don't what, pit. don't come in the pits. <laughs> it's a we great strategy. We the lead lap and, and uh, finish the whole thing and finish seventh, man. We were happy as we could be. Yeah. Heck yeah. I can imagine. Awesome. Yep. That's quite the accomplishment, you know. Um, so what are you doing now that you're, you know, later on in your career? How are you still involved with racing and stuff like that now? She's got a smile on her face. This so better be good. <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, <laughs> I went to Linda and I went to Arizona, and we just came back this past July. So I haven't done much, but just prior to going to Arizona, um, you know, I still have a little, uh, uh, not as elaborate chassis fixtures I used to have. Mm-hmm. I still have one. Um, so I would restub a car here and there, or um, you know, I have a friend. Uh, Bruce Betts, you guys might remember. Yeah, from up raced there. against our dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, uh, I've had you know worked on his car, done some fabrication work on it. He, he's got a a Beamer. He's a high dollar you know Beamer guy. You know, BMW <laughs> racer, SCCA kind of guy. Yeah, uh-huh. I've done some work on that for him. Um, I restubbed a car for Kyle Morris. Okay. Yeah, he actually texted me before we went on air, and he said he built you built his car. So yep, I restubbed the the car that he raced last year. I restubbed it, uh, put a Port City front stub on it. Nice. And uh, then he he bought another chassis that I did for another guy that's got a left-hander front stub on it. Oh wow! So yeah, I I still try to dabble a little bit when I can, you know. Yeah. I'd like to do a lot more. I'm in a I'm in a shop. Back to your original question, believe it or not, I still weld. That's awesome. Old stuff. I still get up every day and go to the shop and work on things. And um, it's just different. He doesn't do race cars. He does stair handrails and security doors. Right. Nice. It's still decorative stuff, furniture like the table behind us. He built. Well, you can't see. Still fabrication stuff, you know. Right. But I I feel like. I've got a my oldest brother, 89 years old. That dude, you can't slow him down. You know, he goes, he goes uh, plays golf once a week, bowls twice a week. Oh, man. And I want to be like my big brother, you know. I, I want to be go. like him. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you got to get up and do something every day, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey, especially when you're good at something and you like doing it, then you just keep doing it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's really good at it. <laughs> apparently 250 so cars yeah, later so we're finding out <laughs> right but it, it uh it's been a it's been a fun uh fun trip and i i didn't 
the place I retired from, I never picked up a welder there. I, I retired from the trucking industry and construction industry. Uh, I worked in a company, Schmidt Construction Company here in Colorado Springs. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, it's been crazy, but I've always had that welding in, in the background, you know. Right. Welding fabrication. It's a good trade to have. Yeah, it is. It is. But I wish it was like it used to be because back in the day when we were doing stuff race-wise, you had to build everything, you know. You had to build mm -hmm. a lower spring bracket, you know. You, uh, you had to build a upper control arm bracket. You had to um, build a pannard bar bracket. Nowadays, you just get on the phone and order all that yep. stuff up and weld it on, you're done. Yeah, I love so, Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Speedway. <laughs> so it was, it, was, uh, it was pretty neat. And, um, but I got to tell you, I never, uh, I never cheated. I never, uh, you know, did anything to any car parts or, you know. <laughs> Sounds like someone disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's having a fit back here. <laughs> I'm being facetious. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah, right. Go. We've heard that before. It's only yeah. cheating if you get caught. Yeah, yeah. That's the, there you That's go. That's it. <laughs> but anyway. That's off the record. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cut that out even though we're yeah. live. We'll cut we, it out. We've had a blast. I'll tell you. And the other thing, and I think you guys can attest to this, being involved in racing, uh, the people that you meet is just. Oh, 100%. Incredible absolutely incredible yeah mm -hmm. the people that uh you know came to our shop and asked me to do things for them it just thinking back on it I, i'm thinking why in the world would they want me to do anything on their car right but it, it, it was really humbling and and i'll tell you what the friendships that you make from the whole thing is amazing yeah, yeah. definitely yeah lifelong yeah life absolutely right definitely so young lady, so obviously yeah. you got your um you're up <laughs> your your track into racing obviously from your uh from your old man, but how did you end up doing what you do at Colorado National Speedway? Um so it was kind of a fluke deal. I just went to the track one day, kind of like at I25 Speedway. I just went to the track one day and um as you all know, Johnny Widower has not had the greatest health lately and he was struggling with climbing up the stairs. And he knew what I had done at I-25 Speedway. And so he kind of talked to me and I was like, hmm, I don't know, I'll see. But in the back of my mind, I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> why not? Right. So that's how it came to fruition. I just, um, I just decided that it wasn't about the racing. It wasn't about anything. It, it was about Johnny. I needed to help Johnny. I wanted to help Johnny. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came to be the John Widower of CNS right now. That's awesome. Well, you're very good at what you do. That's for sure. Oh, thank so. you. There yeah. are some people that don't agree with that, but it's cool. Well, can't please them all. I can't yeah. please them all. You're right. So, so when should we tell a story about Chuck and uh, Ray? Should we say well, that? I can tell it if you want me yeah. to. Perfect. I, I had a bird's eye view. Do it all. is great. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. So... Uh, Jordan was not there that night and Brandon and Chuck were in the spotter stand and, um, <laughs> I was standing there and I th this was during the COVID year because we didn't, we were limited staff. So I had to No, it was last year. It was just this last year. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It was like, all right. The like third the third race, race, I think. Third race. Okay. So anyway, um, 
we were in the spotter stand and I believe that your dad was attempting to get my attention. He was standing behind me and he was attempting to get my attention and he kind of shoved me to get my attention. And I turned around and I said, don't you ever touch me again. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it like that. I was just trying to get your attention. And I was like, Whatever. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to get on the radio and be like, hey, buddy, you're on your own and you have no spotters. Tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I genuinely felt bad, though, because as soon as I saw who it was, I was like, oh, here I am trying to be welcoming and like say hello to everybody when I come in. And now I'm like, er, you know, yeah. don't touch me. Well, and he also said he uh, he had said something and you had turned around like, you know, we all can hear you, right? I, oh yeah i don't think it's he understands yeah. that since he can't hear himself that you're not soundproof else. it's because yeah. we didn't think you jake were lined up where you're supposed to so he's on the radio these damn da -da 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 -da, and she turns around and says you know we can hear you right and he's like i don't care he's all <laughs> in the moment pissed off so it was a rough night you it know was. what it's i i i I have a love-hate relationship with being in the spotter stand. Like, I love being up there because I can see the race and I'm kind of, like, in the mix. But I hate it because I'm a friendly person. I'm a people pleaser. I like to make sure everybody's enjoying themselves and having a good time. But there are times where I have to get downright mean to people. Mm -hmm. And I've had to kick people out. And I had somebody step on my toe and I shoved him a little bit. He <laughs> called me a name. And we should get a camera up in the spotter stand. It gets wild. <laughs> it does. I mean, I'm sure I'll have to show you some of the pictures of the faces that I make up there. I'm just like, I got one for you. All the time. Uh -oh. <laughs> Let me see if oh, I can get no. this one. I sent this one to you on Facebook, too. Oh, yeah. There's that one. <laughs> I was like, who are you yelling at? <laughs> yep, that's her. Yeah. I was yelling at the Dynast Boys because they were. They were getting after the Vanderwall spotter and it was unnecessary. And I was like, go back to your pit. I was, yeah, I was getting kind of angry. <laughs> but so needless to say, bad. she keeps us in check up there. Yeah, That's she for does. damn sure. Very much. I try. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I don't, you know, honestly, I've never had to tell somebody go back to your pit or your guy's black flag from the spotter stand. Now from the tower. Last year, I had somebody call me a very rude, vulgar name. And so I said, you're done. You can go ahead and leave. And he said, I'm not leaving until my car is off the track. And I said, well, hold on. And I got to <laughs> watch this. I said, you need <laughs> yeah. to black flag that car. And so they black flagged the car and they loaded up and left. So there you go. All right. It is what it is. Sometimes you have to do that. That's there you true. Go. Cheating yeah. Chuck. Chiming in, Dad said she has the toughest job there. I that's yeah I to manage so. what what twenty spot twenty guys up in a spotter stand all pissed off <laughs> thinking that we should be ahead of the other car. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's a tough job. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's well. because I like all of you guys, so I can't. I mean, I I don't play favorites by any means, but there are times where I'm like, well, that was unnecessary, or what the hell was that for? You know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel like as an official, I'm questioning my officials, but I'm. <laughs> quietly i'm not you just have that one look where everybody sees you and you're like oh, what yeah. was that for <laughs> yeah right exactly right yeah so i don't know i i enjoy it though i really like being there every saturday i like um making the connections with all of the racers and crew crew members and spotters and i just i just love stock car racing all around so yeah. so big besides, question are you uh, going to be back this year you know, it's funny you should ask because uh -oh. um, I was just, I, I got a text message from Brian Lawrence today. He said, hey, uh, you haven't responded to the email yet. Are you coming back? And I was like, oh, 
Yes, I am. I'll be there. <laughs> Breaking news. She's back. Everybody. Yes, go. I'll be back. I don't know in Everybody. what, I don't know in what uh, position I'll be in. I don't know if I'll just be in the tower this year or if I'll be back in the spotter stand, but I will be back. Okay. I, I feel like you should be the flag woman for the trains. No. <laughs> yeah, if you ever see me running, you should probably run too because something's <laughs> after me. <laughs> there you go. Well, Mark well, does it. You I can, Come on. So I have a question real quick. Absolutely. Yeah. With that breaking news, how many people dropped off from the <laughs> We're good. We're, we're holding steady at 18. We're good. Uh, uh, so nobody. I think we got a couple more likes and hearts. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Heck yeah. So other than being in the tower and the spotter stand, specifically in the tower itself, what do you do up there? So um, I actually, I, <laughs> we have. I mean, I kind of know what you do, but nobody else does. Right. So we used to have a fax machine, but we've upgraded and now we have a printer and I do everything Bluetooth. I do everything wirelessly through my phone. So the girls in the scoring tower will email me a lineup, whether it's, um, um, qualifying lineup or for the race, whatever, they'll email it to me. And then I print it off and then I write the lineup on, I really don't do anything except for get on the microphone and tell you guys to get to staging. (laughs) And it is loud. Yes, well, and very like distinctive, like damn guys and girls, get to the staging now. This is right. your last warning. Uh, well, and what's I'm funny, trying. funny is I can say that 13 times and there will still be that one person. I didn't hear you. I'm like, how could you not? Oh, no, we hear we hear you loud over. and clear, and we're <laughs> racing to get our stuff on and get in the car and well, and you guys have to understand too, if I say it a second time, it's because someone's told me I don't have cars in staging. Mm. So that I'm like, huh, mm. crap, you know? Mm-hmm. And there right. are times where I've dropped the ball and I'm like, you know, laughing and having fun and whatever. And then I'm like, oh crap, I got to get cars up there. So, it's really just me getting on the microphone after the girls in the scoring tower have sent down the information and me hollering at you guys. So you definitely have a more stuff. stern voice than Troy to, or uh, John does. So yeah, <laughs> it's probably a good thing you're on that microphone there. You know, I think back in the day when he was in his prime, he was probably not so kind. <laughs> mm, probably not. Yeah. Doesn't look like he'd be. <laughs> but you understand too, I, I have two kids. So the mom comes out in me when you guys don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know I feel that we know. Right. <laughs> that's more or less what's triggering in the back of my mind. It's just like, ah, oh, we gotta go. I feel like I'm gonna get a kick. Any, any <laughs> I'm gonna get grounded if I don't get yeah. up there. <laughs> well, our our first race out last year, uh Jord kind of got a, a kick in the uh butt to get up to the spotter stand because uh after we yeah. rolled off oh, yeah. uh the weight scales. Uh, my battery just died. Don't know why, just died. So I was like, getting on the radio, like, I need to get somebody to push me. Somebody needs to come push me. And both Jordan Dad come running over. They're like talking to me, and then all of a sudden, like one of the staging guys comes sprinting over and yells at Jordan, "You need to get to the spotter stand before <laughs> oh, they yeah. black flag you." <laughs> yeah. Wake up call then, for me. Yeah, yeah. he's huffing it. He's on the radio. <sighs> Oh I yeah, got, I just got yelled at by Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
serves. I'm pretty sure I told you next time, send someone else. You need to be up here. That is very true. And that's where I came in. Now we bring three people to the restaurant. And he's the more in shape one. So if he has to run out to me in the staging area, we'll just, we'll just send his ass. I put a lot of miles on my tennis shoes at the track sprinting. (laughs) Yes, he has. There's a lot. Yeah. There. Yes. Shoebrews. Yeah. There's a lot of running that takes place. Yes. Oh, God. Right. Whether it's fuel or tires or whatever, there's a lot of running. Yeah. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Looks like like we have a question. Yeah. I was going to say, let's open it up to, let's do a a mock, give me some loving for these two here. We got a Ron Rudolph here. Are you biased if there is a Duncan car on the track? Um, Honestly, no. I do love Duncan cars. I love Duncan race cars being on the track because it's pretty nostalgic, right? Like, when's the last time you built a car? It's been a long time. Yeah. So <laughs> to see a Duncan car out there, it's it's like, hey, I know where that came from. <laughs> awesome. Um, but no, I try to keep it very unbiased. I try and, again, I've got friends that I I am very close with at race and family members and not family members of my own, but you know, family members of friends and whatever. And so I just try and I try and keep myself very neutral as much as I can. All right. Well, here's a nice little comment. Laramie from Johnny Berardi. Laramie built my mini stock in 96, raced that car for 23 years. And I still have that car. (laughs) It must be a pretty good welder. 23 years. Well, uh, Johnny, Johnny was, he's been with me and we've been knowing, knowing one another forever, at least 23 years, right? Um, believe it or not, I don't know if it was that mini stock you know, Ford Pinto, but one of them he had, I, I restubbed the thing. And whoever restubbed a Pinto, I mean, <laughs> break. <laughs> right. Well, we did it. We, he wrecked it and uh, he brought it to the shop. And the next thing you know, we had a new front end on it. And, new front loop and everything else. And, uh, it might be the same car. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, the cars that are still around. Yeah. A lot of love and effort for a Ford Pinto, but <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I was going to say, they're hard to come by these days. Yeah. It didn't blow up and, and burn, you know? Yeah, exactly. Keep a hold of that thing. Got another one here from Brian Sanders. Laramie, will you be at the track this year? Uh, yes, I will. I, I, it's here's what what's going on you know the way the schedule is i want to be there every week but a lot of times i can't be there so i try to go up with uh uh, eric bowers and because i I love that late model class i think that's the best class going you know best uh bang for your buck uh if you want to be a late model guy Mm -hmm. Uh, but i'm going to try to be there as much as possible and i like to wander around and visit and see everybody and, and it's it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah well i definitely always have a lot of cars out there so that's a good class <laughs> yeah, state model class does for sure mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yep what else you yeah. got comment there duncan's built my cage for a mini in 88 or 89 good times girls weren't common on the track back then yeah <laughs> 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 yep uh again uh, you know a lot of Back in the day, there was a lot of, you know, the mini stocks and the street stocks and, um, you know, the entry level cars, just, you know, building roll cages in them and, and just uh, away you go, you know, mm-hmm. stock motor, mm-hmm. knock the glass out and have fun. 
Yeah. My wife's got a Kia Forte. Can we maybe uh, oh. build a rocage around that thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah see. This doesn't have hornets anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we can bring them back. <laughs> Starting with a Kia. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so funny. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, don't see Kristen in a car, Jake. I just it's not happening. Oh yeah, no. She probably would. <laughs> She probably won't like the fact that I just offered up her car to build it for a little mini stock either. Hey, for the right price, everything's for sale. This is true. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so he, I don't know, he's one hell of a guy. Yeah. Well, you have to come and stop in our pits. It'd be, be good to meet you physically and not virtually. That's yeah. why I'm anxious to uh, come up there and meet you guys in person, you know? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We'll be there. Person. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be living on, on that track. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we're on Ray's good gracious now. So uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're okay. Were. It was just that one night. It was just Chuck. That's okay. Yeah, it's just yeah. dad. We'll just blame Again, him. I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yeah. She'll probably say he deserved it. Yeah. So. No, yeah. She, she would. She'd totally back you. But like, what'd you do that for? <laughs> Why'd you touch her? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can stop by the pit each, you know, each one of you or whatever, and say, "Are you going to drive this thing or not?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll need it, so yeah, uh, come do that to me for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll take we'll take one last one from yours truly, Mark Bremkamp. How many times did Ray want to walk to the flag stand and throw me out of it last year? Oh, Mark, bless your heart. In a southern way, or a yeah. <laughs> That no. was sarcasm there, uh, Mark, if you didn't Mark, pick up on it. Mark does a fine job. He's got, he does. He's got it rough up there. You know, he's got yeah. big shoes to fill because yeah. Mr. Witherwax did a fairly decent job up there. And so, you know, he's he's trying to fill big shoes. But, mm-hmm. Mark, I as many times as I yell at you on the radio and as many times <laughs> as I yell at all of you guys on the radio, come on, let's go. We're five minutes behind. Where is everybody? And you get, oh, I'm getting ice and I can't get my radio to work. And I'm grabbing oh, a beer. We can start <laughs> this stuff a little earlier so we can get the show on the road. Cause I get yelled at when we're not on time. So well, Scott Bremkamp actually uh, mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. She just yells at the infield, uh, infield crew with a better view. Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, and there are times where I'm like, hey, down there, there's a pop rivet down there. And they're like, how do you see that? I'm like, yeah, but it's there. Ray right sees there. everything up there. I, do. I have a great view. That's that's one thing that honestly keeps me coming back is that I've got unlimited access to that tower. You do. Well, we thank all of you track officials because yes. if it weren't for you. Yeah. Aww. We would be lost. We wouldn't. Well, there would be no racing probably. Or if there was, it'd be very unorganized. Let's put that. Yeah. So, Boys, the infield crew and the flag guys and everybody—they're they're awesome. I honestly just show up and write numbers on the board. Truthfully, <laughs> uh, they hey. are the ones that make it happen. So, hey, if we didn't look at that before we went up in the <laughs> spotter stand, we'd be lost too. So, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Jake, I don't know where you line up. Just get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Just pick a spot. Yeah, yeah pick yeah. a spot. Right. You're the closest one to the, the start. You'll be all right. Uh, okay. Get behind the 12 car. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny with that point. You'd be amazed at how many people would actually line up to get their, get on the scales. If you said it was – if. You just rolled up there. That's your position to start the race. It'd be like, oh, oh man, you yeah, would have to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You might be onto something. 
something. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. I'm in. First one to the scales starts on the pole. We'll be like, oh, uh, I'm there. We'll yeah. be like the movie Cool Runnings with uh, Jake in the car with the bobsled. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's so funny. Oh, oh man. Who is Kyle? Can you write our numbers first a few times this year? You, <laughs> you know, I mean, I write them in the order I'm giving them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That 3H better be on the pole every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. I don't want to be on the pole. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, that might be a little crazy. Oh, you've got at least five main events before you're up there. You're good. Yeah. Hey, exactly. that's not true because my second main Three. event, I started on the pole. No, second main event. Yeah, last year. Because my, my official second main event got rained out as we were going to the track. You're an anomaly. I'm an anomaly. I even went up to you after when you wrote it on the board. It's like, are you sure 89 is supposed to be on the pole? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. that's the way you're Hold my beer. Watch I'm this. like, this is my second race. <laughs> They said you're on the pole, so you pulled the pill. You're on the pole. I'm like, and instantly right. he started doing hail marys. He was just like, like okay, come on, come on. Baby. That's one of those. All you gotta do is shift. Just make sure yeah. you shift. Yeah. Tighten, tighten down those straps a little more. Gasser and Clark got out in front of me, and then I started just staying in the high lane just in case other people started to pass me. It's like I'm not getting in the way here. How many many times did I tell you last year, man? I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing whatever you're doing because you're kicking ass and taking names. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing either, but I'll try and do it again this year. I said it enough times that I probably felt like I boosted your ego enough just with myself. My own that explains how he got taller. Yeah, <laughs> better than his head getting bigger. I guess. Right. I'll, I'll grow this way instead of this way any day. He's got that door flap that comes down, so he's good. If his head gets a little bigger, he'll fit. Yeah, he fell out a couple times this last year. <laughs> yeah, it did. Velcro, damn it! Dang. Don't know what happened there, but oh man. Uh, well, right. um, before we show this last comment, that was very sincere from Rod. I. Just want to thank both of you for coming on. I yes, know Ray's been a huge uh, supporter of the podcast from when we started um, a year ago. And uh, like I said, I just appreciate everybody listening, especially you you two, um, especially local people that n- did not know who us three were before this. And uh, like you said, we're just making friends and um, hopefully making friends and mm-hmm. great to get people, especially that you know, have a huge hand in making the races at CNS and other local speedways around Colorado and the United States, you know, go every, every Saturday or Friday night. So sincerely, thank you guys for, for coming on. Well, thank, th- you. thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Well, thank I appreciate you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're you. having tons of fun doing it. So you guys keep watching. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I got a feeling it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, that's the hope. And we're trying to get, more and more people on here and yeah. and uh, tell some great stories like you guys did tonight. So we'll end with this comment. Yes, Thanks sir. for all you do for the Colorado racing community. Looking forward to 2022. Congratulations, Mr. Duncan. Looking forward to representing the Duncan Gam. There we go. Yeah, I this Mr. Rudolph, he has one of my old modifieds that's still out there. Yep. Awesome. Yep. He actually was uh so much. He tried making the last race, but he had some electrical issues that, that oh. uh, he couldn't start the main event. Well, so that's was... not Laramie's fault. He just built the car. No. He didn't want exactly. <laughs> Well, funny story is, is their kid, uh, we bought my very first go-kart. We bought it from the Rudolphs. 
Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, from out at IMI. So super it's small world. Small world. It mm-hmm. is. There you go. Yeah. Small world. We were just talking about that the other day, not to keep it going, but um, oh, you're fine. we, I mean, it's gotten better throughout the years, but there was a point in time where we couldn't go anywhere literally nowhere without somebody going, aren't you Laramie Duncan or aren't uh, I had a name? I did not have a name growing up. I was <laughs> Laramie's daughter growing up. There you go. Mom, mom was Laramie's wife. Yeah. <laughs> I was Laramie's daughter. So uh, it took me doing my own thing for me to finally become Ray Duncan, but here we well, are. There you go. That's You're awesome. Famous awesome. now. Infamous on my part, yeah, maybe right. <laughs> for being we, the bully in the spotter stand. <laughs> we, we've had a blast doing everything that we've done over the years. I guarantee you that. Yeah, That's awesome. sounds yeah. like it. And it was it was fun getting to know you guys a little more and hear your story. Yeah. So, and congratulations again on yeah, the uh, Hall of Fame bid. That's yes, amazing, huge honor. Absolutely amazing. Thank you well so deserved. much. It, it's very humbling. Thank you. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Well, thank you guys and uh, feel free to stay on and watch the rest of us and or watch the rest of the show and hear us boneheads talk about whatever the hell we're going to talk about. So. <laughs> I do have to go pick up my daughter from work. So oh, okay. there you go. Well, have fun. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank Larry. you, thank you Ray. Yeah. And we'll see yes. you guys in a month or so at the track. Yes, thank absolutely. you. I'll be there. All right. All right, guys. Yep. See you guys. See ya. All right. Always that was fun. Good. Yeah. That was cool. Good to hear from people. Cause like I said, you guys, you know, you come from Colorado and, and you were more involved, you know, with with your dad and stuff at the tracks. But most of these people, I have no idea who they are. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just thrilled to to get to know a lot of the more local legends, literally. Um, well, even, even like us, so like we we know of these people, but we don't know a whole lot about their backstories right. or where they come mm-hmm. from. So we're learning just as much as like you are as well along with this journey. So mm-hmm. um, but this is it, it's really cool to hear personally for me a lot of the old timers stories like that their their beginnings of where they came from i mean 19 mm-hmm. what do you say 1972 he Something got started like that, yeah. Like, yeah holy cow man to think about i mean we're now in 2022 yeah yeah i mean that's a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> so the passion for racing yeah it's awesome right i mean that's and yeah it's still doing that kind of stuff today putting a new front clip on kyle morse's car yeah i mean it, it's cool. a true testament to his passion that's for sure Mm-hmm. yeah right on well uh, about time for a break so we can uh get a drink of beer and then we'll get into a uh, green flag black flag so uh let's hear from one of our presenting partners team denver homes what's going on scrub and tires listeners this is michael and goodart with team denver homes remax professionals we know the real estate market has been crazy the past couple years and this year is no different that is why you need an agent who knows how to navigate this market and properly represent clients with their best interests in mind Whether you are buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market, I would love to offer my support and services. We are a top producing team in the greater Denver area that specialize in luxury, first-time home buyers, and investment properties. We will get you matched up with the right agent for your needs. After all, real estate is the best investment you can buy. Feel free to reach out to me at any time via phone call, text, or email. I look forward to connecting with you soon. There you have it. All right. Team Denver Homes. Looking to buy, sell, or I guess you can't trade your home. That's a that's a car <laughs> term. No, <laughs> not <laughs> no, it's not Monopoly. You can't trade it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make things easier for some people. I'll take two lawnmowers, a trailer, and a pack of Marlboros. Sold to the man in the black hat. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, lead us off, buddy. 
All right. So we got the green flag, black flag segment. All right. I love this one. This is so much fun. Um, I'm going to start off with you two knuckleheads because this was something that bothered me during the NASCAR race. Um, do you think it's time that NASCAR seriously starts taking a look at different manufacturers for tires? Cause I can't, I mean, I granted, I know it's still a new car. It's still, you know, they're trying to figure things out, but this isn't something new with Goodyear. Do you know what I mean? Like this mm -hmm. has been an issue. What was that one year they went to Indianapolis Remember, and they couldn't even turn 10 laps out 12. I think it was something like that. They, they couldn't even turn 10 laps without blowing tires and stuff. Like it seems like every year we have some sort of issue when it comes to tires and I'm not going to blame the car or anything else. I like you guys. I granted they didn't have a whole lot of time to figure this stuff out, but they still had enough time. Like you should have had some it's sort the, it's of the top echelon of motorsports. Like, yeah. And you guys are screwing up tires. So yeah, green flag, black flag. What do you think of the idea? Should they start opening it up to to looking at different manufacturers, Jake? Uh, I'm green flag on that one because I mean. Goodyear has been the tire for however many years and that's it's just been a monopoly in a sense and I think plenty of manufacturers would love to come in and and make a tire for NASCAR and compete and try and be the you know flagship uh main sponsor or main tire for NASCAR or you know hey like we said last week there's you know having something a little bit different uh in terms of competition and tire is a competition so i mean why not have you know dunlap firestone hoosier whoever else makes tires kind of come up with a, <laughs> a test tire and just give it to nascar and be like hey try our tire and see what you think so i i'd say definitely green flag on that one yeah i'm, I'm green flag on that too and i think it was back in the i'm gonna get this wrong so all you uh history gurus don't uh, grill me here <laughs> but i think it was in the 70s when you in NASCAR, there was a period of time where they were running Hoosiers and then they were starting to make the transition to Goodyear. And you basically got that choice. And it mm -hmm. seemed like, obviously, I wasn't alive back then, but just watching, you know, old races and kind of the, the interviews and stuff, you could choose. And, and maybe like they did it with uh, the All Star race a couple of years back. There was the kind of like what IndyCar does. There's the red tire, there's the blue tire. Right. One's softer that's going to fall off quicker. The other right. one's harder, but it's going to last longer. And they did that back in the 70s before they switched completely to Goodyear. So I, yeah, green flag, give them options. And then yeah. that just adds more pieces to the puzzle. You know, Kyle Larson could be fast on Goodyear's, um, but Kyle Bush is faster on Hoosier. Like it just adds so much. Right. And, and to your point, Goodyear better do something quick because I don't like seeing cars popping left rears going in the corner going 190 at California. Yeah, oh, that was crazy. So they, they better do something. But because yeah. that's just a safety issue. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I know that they're gonna try and figure something out. But just looking at this, I Kyle Quintrell's little comment. I think they need two different compounds to add to the strategy, which I agree mm -hmm. with that too. Like something, mm -hmm. just to, yeah, give right. give them something. Just everybody being on the same set, like. Just, just like IndyCar, it adds, yeah. you know, that final pit stop. You, do you throw on reds? Do you throw on blues? I mean, right. yeah. Right. That's a, that's uh, yeah. Topic, do, you, do I throw on Hoosiers? Do I throw on Goodyear's? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Add that to it. So make those yeah. engineers make their money. Exactly. <laughs> They're exactly. definitely doing that think. this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good topic, boys. 
All right. Well, I'll go ahead and go next. And this kind of is a branch off of what George was just talking about. Green flag, black flag. Do you think NASCAR should have waited maybe an extra year to bring out the next gen car? Now seeing two races in what we've kind of seen so far, you know, testing was one thing, but actual <coughs> race competition and how many laps they put on these cars is a totally different thing. So do you think they may mm -hmm. should have waited one more year? George, go. Uh, I've, I was actually kind of thinking about this over the weekend. I'm going to say no. And and the reason why I say no now, because last week, if you had asked me, I would have said yes, because of all the issues that they had with backup cars and all that kind of stuff. Like they should have waited to have at least all their ducks in a row to where, you know, get parts and stuff for them. Mm -hmm. But looking at the race itself, like on Sunday and stuff like that, that was an awesome race. And these cars are so tough to handle. Like, oh, yeah, guys are. That's what I want to see. That's what NASCAR Absolutely. is. That is what NASCAR is all about. These, this mm -hmm. is again your point. The upper echelon of of motorsports. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be easy to drive. No, it shouldn't that be that anybody it. can. Yeah, and it just proved it. I mean, so, and and I, I especially last year, I hated, or even the last few years, I hated how the, uh, you know, you got to these mile and a half tracks and these different packages that NASCAR started throwing on the Gen Six car. And you're just flat footing it, high downforce yeah. and all. It made the racing. Then they have this like magic bubble around the car where you couldn't pass. You know, it just made for boring racing. I mean, I think it got completely. Say it like Dale Earnhardt Jr. That giant ass spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, giant ass spoiler. I, I mean, I, no, I think it was. It was more and more. I look at the watch the races weekend weekend. I think that is. I think I don't think they should have waited. So I'm gonna say black flag. Brandon. You don't think they should have waited? I don't think they should have waited. I think bringing it out was a good idea. Now watching the races, I think it was right. a good idea. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of yellow flag, we'll say. I agree on, on both ends of that that question, Jake. But my, my big thing is, obviously, we can't control what's going on with COVID and the production. And, um, you know, they can't get parts from that IndyCar place that's making all these the cars themselves. Um, so obviously, you know, each team is bringing maybe one backup, you know, Hendrick has one backup car. We've seen it Penske, you know, uh, track house did it this weekend when, uh, Chastain plowed it into the fence. That was, you know, that's Daniel Suarez's backup car too. So it's like, Oh, do I go out there and run practice? Do I not? Cause we have zero cars left. Mm -hmm. Um, so that there's that, but I think you have to bring it out at some point and there's going to be flaws with anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be perfect. And if you're a true NASCAR fan, you can't just like, Oh, this is garbage. I'm turning it off. Like you got to work through the kinks and you got to get through it. Like from Daytona, they made improvements to the opening of the wheel size for the hub in mm -hmm. the, in the wheels, because that was an issue, you know, at Daytona. And now we see the, the tire compound in Goodyear, obviously not working for, you know, the, the mile and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just continuously getting better. But in my opinion, I think they maybe should have run maybe half the schedule with this Gen 7 car or maybe run the all-star race and a select few races, see those bugs, get them fixed before we go full send into it. And, and uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it needed to happen obviously. And it was going to eventually. And mm -hmm. like I said, it's, it's a sink or swim moment for NASCAR and they're, they'll figure it out. We just have to be patient. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, good, good questions, boys. So I'll uh, try to end on a high note there. So my question, um, whoever owns Auto Club Speedway, and uh, forgive me, I don't know who it is, 
But uh, green flag, black flag, they should leave Auto Club Speedway as the mile and a half because there's been talks that they're going to demolish it, make a, a short track out of it. But leave it, but repave it and get rid of those seams that we saw however many people or however many drivers hit those spin out wrong. Green flag, black flag. We'll start with Jake. Um, I'm going to go like yellow flag on this one. I do a totally green flag think they need to repave it. But it did make for some hard racing because these guys actually had to race the car this weekend. I mean, you could tell mm -hmm. these cars were struggling with all those bumps, but oh, it yeah. also made you have to race that car uh, through the bumps. And I mean, dad always says too, like before CNS uh, repaved, he's like, you just, it was bumpier than hell and you just drove through it. You know, you just learned where the bumps are and you just tried to avoid them as much as possible. But there comes a point where there's bumps and then there's like literal like <laughs> right. mounds going down the back straightaway. I mean, when those cars are going down the back straightaway doing like waves and stuff, like it's time to repave it for sure. But I think there's too many mile and a half, two mile, two and a half mile tracks. Uh, I think it would be good to kind of get more of like a, you know, rock type uh, track or, you know, another, you know, Martinsville type track out there. Cause to me, I, I love close door racing. I love short tracks and seeing them beating and banging on each other. You know, after about 10 laps, they just get so spread out. You're like looking through the field to see if there's any battles. And then it just kind of gets a little boring mid race, but you know, still the, the high speeds and having to drive uh, that, you know, track it was it was fun to watch with these cars but yeah, it was a really I, good race i thought yeah it was it especially was what it was like 780 something days that they haven't raced at that yeah. track so yeah it's it, been a long time it, it was definitely at least fun to watch that track but i i'd like to see them if they're gonna really think about doing that shorter track i'd so totally say green flag on that one so yeah. like jordan yellow flag <laughs> um i know this is this is a tough one because after watching the race it was just like man i don't i I want him to keep it. Yeah, that's what I, I, you know, I mean, had you asked this question last year, I'd have been like, get rid of the track. Yeah, like, get rid just of go, it. Go, just go to a half mile, go to a whatever. Well, with that Gen 6 car, it was flat footed, you yeah, know, exactly. no off throttle I mean, time, no passing. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the racing sucked, you know, which it got totally diluted from all these mile and a half and two mile tracks, you know, but I, you have this one and you have Michigan's because it's actually a two mile track. Two mile track. So it's a two Whatever mile track. So um you have this one in Michigan, which are pretty comparable. I at this point I say leave it because you have Daytona Talladega. Those are your flat footers. Now mm -hmm. you have this one, especially with these cars, and then the Xfinity cars and stuff, those are all you know, that's a whole different ball game as well. But with this this specific car, I'd say leave it, <coughs> repave it. Yeah. Part of me says no, because I, I want them to have to be on the wheel. And like, like you're saying, learn how to drive the track. Like it, it is what it is. You're just going to have to muster up and get over top of the wheel and do it. Yeah. But then other parts of me is just like, yeah, you're going down the back straightaway and you're getting sick <laughs> in the car because you're, you know, you feel like you're right. on top of Johnny tsunami. Like, no, <laughs> um, but so I'm going to say, I'm going to say red flag to, making it at a half mile i do i think that there's other opportunities for 
shorter tracks to come on the circuit. Yes. I think elsewhere rather than spending the umpteenth dollars it's going to take to re completely redo that facility. Why don't you stick it into another track that's already in existence and make it better like a local Irwindale. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like go up to Winchester and put a, repave that sucker and make it better and then put them all on that you know something something like that that's where right. i'd like to see those resources go to rather than taking auto club speedway because yeah they have all kinds of other races and stuff that go on there too so i would say leave it and then um i mean at this point you'd kind of have to repave it more or less but yeah so i'd say i'd say red flag on redoing it but yeah green flag on repaving it yeah and before we get to jake for the citywide banks ad um i'm a an, i guess a nerd because i hear a lot of comments oh nascar's dying nascar's this nascar's that obviously i was there for daytona and can tell you how many people were up in the stands but california just seems like a great market for mm-hmm. nascar like the clash you know however many people and then i was looking at the stands throughout the fox broadcast it was jam-packed again yeah, it was cool. yeah. so i mean i think they sh- they don't need to go away from california's market because whatever they're doing they obviously got sonoma too but Mm -hmm. keep keep racing alive in california because that's a huge market so yeah Mm -hmm. and a lot of drivers are from there too exactly yeah Yeah, the local boys i like kyle control's uh comment build a half mile on the inside and keep both tracks and there you go so do one on yeah yeah kind of like orndale there you go the inner and the outer yep at so, the same time. At the same time, yes. yes. Got to go <laughs> from the two mile, make yeah. a lap, a half yeah. mile, get back out on the two mile. That'd That'll sell some tickets. Yeah, that right. Make that the all star race. Yeah, no kidding. The infinity <laughs> track is what they call it, or something. <laughs> infinity track. Isn't that technically just the figure eight? It, it would be actually. You think about it. <laughs> I'm in. We could enter Jeremy Wall. Turn sideways. Crazy. It's an eight turn sideways. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> all right boys good segment so we're gonna move on into our newer segment here but uh this segment is brought to you by our partner citywide banks uh last week i had mentioned how family oriented we are and and how we want to get to know our clients build that rapport build that relationship and make you feel uh really good about yourself when you come into your bank that they know who you are well also, not only do we do that, but we do things other banks don't. So if you're at like Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, First Bank, anything like those, they're actually getting rid of a lot of products that are essential to your daily life, like lines of credit and personal loans, things like that. Not sure why they're getting rid of them, but we're going to stick with them because we know that's a really good product for people and it makes a difference in their lives. So if you're looking to get a good product, a good bank with a good banker, Give Citywide Banks a call. Yeah, and they give free money. They give free money. <laughs> they <laughs> they really do. So, that. They really do. So call me. <laughs> there you go. Monopoly. Exactly. Uh, anyway, yes. But yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, rack them up segment. So I'm not going to explain it because hopefully you listeners know what the hell we're talking about. Basically, our, our top five picks from the previous week. Um, so we alluded to it, Auto Club Speedway. Um, we had our picks. And unlike Daytona, we actually did score some points. Um, so uh, the score is zero for all of us thus far until Auto Club. So I'll lead off uh, four points for myself, Jordan. I think you. He picked Kyle Larson too. I did pick, pick Kyle Larson. Larson. Yep. So four, and I don't remember who your other four were. 
I shoot, I didn't write them down. I didn't. Either. I gotta quit drinking. <laughs> I gotta look back at the podcast for my. I do. I gotta go back and look and figure out my points. I didn't do that today. Dang no, it! You're good. So we'll give Jake a uh, free pass. He had a long day um, on the slopes today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm all red right here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, congrats to me and Jordan. That was a solid pick. I was little concerned and then once qualifying stuff kind of got on the way i was like all right the chevy's got this yeah i was and, uh, uh watching the winning laps of that in the living room and all the kids and uh and my girlfriend they're sitting there playing with legos and i'm like up on the couch i'm like i'm, I'm gonna win i'm gonna win she's like what are you talking about i'm like i'm gonna win our bet what bet i was like i don't have to chug a beer on live i'm like live <laughs> you still owe you guys still owe me one from last week <laughs> well we, i thought we didn't win Nobody yeah. won. No, yeah, no nobody won. won. So we all had to chug. I chugged it for you. So you still owe me one. Oh. You chug some. I'll... Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll take that. Now we'll be able to talk the rest of the podcast. But anyway, there we are. Mm. I'll take that one. It's good stuff. All right. So um, I will start with Jacob, or if anybody has their picks ready. Uh, next week we are going to where is the schedule and why can't I Las Vegas Las Vegas That's yeah weird. March Vegas. six Pens Oil four hundred presented by Jiffy Lube so who wants to start Okay I've got top five I'm gonna go with Chase Elliott coming in fifth Ooh uh, Yeah I'm I I think he's gonna be a, on top of the wheel pissed off Yeah he's yeah. gonna be pissed off So I think Chase is gonna get Jake. top five uh, Fourth I got. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kyle Bush. I'm gonna throw kind of a curveball because he's always been good there, but and he's slowly creeping up there. I'm gonna go with Kevin Harvick for third, and then I'm gonna go with Kyle Larson for second, and then I'm gonna say Joey Logano for first. Oof, nice. So nice. you got him. Yeah, I was gonna go fifth, Kevin Harvick. He's been doing good, and the Fords have been running pretty strong so far this year. <laughs> so definitely can't count any of the Fords out. Then I was going to go Joey Logano, uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, oh, gosh, who was I picking for a second? Uh, oh, Chase Elliott, and then I think Kyle Larson will kind of continue his little uh, momentum from last week since he's oh, really gonna say good back at all to these back. Yeah, I'm going to say oh. first back-to-back this year. So I'm going yeah. go, to go try and not chug a beer next week. So I'm going to try to go with Car- <laughs> you know, a proven. So Kyle Larson for sure. There you go. All right. Well, one of these times I'm going to get it right with my boy Tyler Reddick. Um, he was so should have had it. Yeah, should have had so it. Close. And then almost had it. And then Will, William Byron just <laughs> plowed him. But anyway, um, I'm going fifth place. Tyler Reddick. I think he is got it, and he's there. I don't know. He'll get a win for sure, in my opinion, um, this year at some point. But he'll, he'll get a top five. I think the Chevys are going to continue to because knowing what we know about the cars or the lack thereof, these cars that just came from California are going straight to Vegas. So mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. So if they can repair Tyler Reddick's car, fifth place, Kyle Busch is always good at his home track. He'll be in the top five, I think for sure. Um, if his luck, you know, is a little better than last, last week. Um, Joey Logano has won there. I, I feel like the last couple times they've been there um, always runs the Pennzoil you know paint scheme so i think he'll be up there and then i think i think kyle larson's gonna run strong um and i'm gonna pick him for my second place and i'm gonna go with chase because 
if you listen to the radio and everything, and obviously Kyle Larson's spotter coming out and saying, you know, I'm so sorry I didn't see you. I think Chase is pissed, not only because of what getting fenced by his teammate, because I think Chase, you know, would have been there contending for the win, mm -hmm. if not second place. He was coming and uh, fought his way back from two laps down, had a really fast car, and it's not too dinged up. So, again, I think it's if they bring that same car to Vegas, I think he's going to be strong. And then, like I said, I think he's kind of tired of playing second fiddle to Kyle Larson. Yeah. So I think it's it's time for him to step up, and Kyle's got his win. So I think Chase gets his uh, at Vegas. So there's my picks. See, See what, what happens. happens. You know, yep. just because you mentioned it with William Byron, that was crazy. Like, so was weird. your spotter not telling him that he got loose? Yeah, well, I, I think that, he, but he had every opportunity to go to the bottom of yeah. the track, loose or not. Like, he like didn't get off the gas until it was like too too yeah, late. Yeah, it exactly. looked like. I mean, I don't know. I but. mean, you could have been at least. I mean, he could. He saw him. It's not like he didn't see him. You know what I mean? Like he's right there. Yeah. You're looking right. at that big ass windshield. Like he yeah. could see him. I just who knows? Yeah. I mean, he's just. It was very unfortunate to, for both of them, though. Yes, not trying Redick, to lose track position, more or less. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, he's trying to stay in the throttle. You know, because they didn't throw the yellow, so he's still trying yeah. to stay in it. And then he got loose, and then just mm -hmm. smoked him. And then I think if he had to do that over, he'd probably lift. Yeah, yeah lift <laughs> and hit the brakes and steered left. Yeah. Not... Kind of like Tim in the go karts a couple years ago. Probably <laughs> if he had that second chance, he'd probably lift. A <laughs> Would lift it. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Might have to share that uh, video with some people at some yeah, point. Maybe You're one right. of these days. <laughs> right on. Well, we're gonna give you another. Uh, presenting partner the denver ear and then we're going to get into our favorite segment give me some 11. have you your friends or family ever been stuck trying to figure out what to do where to eat or maybe even how to go spend your time enjoying the weekend as we all know there's so much to do in colorado so many places to see so many events to attend and so many local small businesses to know about that it sometimes almost feels as though they have become a secret so the next time you're stuck in this situation Take the guessing out of it and go check out the top lifestyle blog in Denver, one of our presenting sponsors, The Denver Ear. Here you can expect to find local secrets, family-friendly event guides, holiday guides, and special roundups of businesses and locations. Furthermore, they have plenty of options for fun brunches, happy hours, dinners, and more. So the next time you find yourself deciding on what to do, go check out www.thedenverear.com. There you have it top lifestyle brand blog in denver you know my sister-in-law was actually looking at that uh, website this weekend really? on things to do with uh yeah her and her boyfriend were like we're kind of bored what's there to do i'm like go to the denver ear and there find something to do there you yeah. go and uh shout out to inga mike land's best friend is actually who runs that page and she stays very busy and uh, they have a lot of fun with it a lot of businesses you know say hey the denver ear uh, we're trying to promote our business or our place you know for people to come to so they'll give them you know tickets or you know coupons to come enjoy it and then they'll and then she'll write the reviews and and go from there so it's pretty cool nice. how, how that all comes together but yeah not a bad little gig there absolutely not well who's ready for give me some loving <laughs> i am i am this guy <laughs> dj spin that <laughs>
<laughs> All this jamming. <laughs> that was perfect oh, timing. That was hilarious. Oh. Every time you could be in the worst mood and hear that song. <laughs> yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. Every time. I, I'd rock oh, that out. I real quick, I rock that out, like taking the kids to school and stuff in the morning. Oh, 100%. And they're just like, What is this? And I'm like, This is like the greatest pump up song of all time. They're Seriously. Like, no. The greatest movie ever made. <laughs> exactly, right? They'll never understand. No, they did watch it and they actually did like it. I nice, watched it with them good. like about a month ago. And I was like, awesome. You gotta watch They wanted to watch it. They were like, Oh, this is about raising. Is Uncle Bop on there? I'm like, No. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Bop wasn't even born when this movie <laughs> yeah, no. came out. No, you were born. You just, yeah, we were born. You were about, well, less three than they were. Four, That's yeah. true. Anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, we don't have any from the Google form, so I don't know if people just gave up on that or the links clearly, yeah. truthfully not working, like Carrie says, or yeah, the people you know. are just waiting to talk to us live. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jake, you wanted to ask a uh, question from Give Me Some Lovin'. Oh yeah. So we want to obviously make this uh, better for everybody and and get the most people listening on live at once. At you know as we can so little poll that we're going to put out there i'm going to actually put it on facebook once we're done today um do you guys like the monday nights or do you think maybe like a tuesday night would look, work for you guys a little better uh we definitely want to make sure that everybody can hear us listen to us watch us live obviously we do all the other things or well brandon does all the other stuff of putting it together um <laughs> on the actual podcast forums you know apple uh anchor and all those other ones i don't even know there's hundreds of them out there so would you guys like for us to stay monday nights or maybe look to move tuesday nights so either throw a comment in the section or uh just vote when we put the poll out here later this evening yep and our uh before we get into the comments here the reasoning we want to keep it so early in the week is because we don't want to wait till thursday or friday when we're getting ready for the next weekend and forget mm -hmm. about what happened the previous weekend. So that's kind of why we want to um, keep it earlier in, yeah. in the week, but yeah, shoot us a line message us, comment here, Jake's poll, do whatever you got to do. Um, and then we'll make a decision. I know it works better for some of us crew to have it on certain days. So um, ultimately if no one, no one answers, then I guess we'll do what we want to do. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you're good. Girlfriend, I know. Got a comment for you. We do. So let's get Kyle Quintrell first. What are your pre-race rituals? I always sat in staging and saying, "Carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> Carry awesome. on, my wayward son. Nailed There'll it. be Ooh. peace when you are done." Hey, we can just one. keep going. Good, good song. Uh, who who wants that one? Uh, well, I guess since I'm the only racer technically here, hey, I have my rituals. I have well, my the rituals. rituals. Are... No, not just that. I'm talking about like I even had my rituals when I was just doing just being a spotter. But go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I know what I used to do for football. That's a way different story oh, than I do with racing because racing you don't want to get yourself so psyched up that your adrenaline is going too much and you go out there and make a stupid mistake and then make something you know dumb happen. But this year um really i kind of went up, went up to everybody and just thank everybody for you know being there and supporting me and then i'd always at least say a prayer before i get in the car and then just kind of get in the car get myself calm breathe george sits there and helps me you know get everything on the helmet on the radio links tighten the belts down for me a little bit and we just kind of sit there and just look at each other and you know hey let's do this you know and give a little fist bump so um i really don't have like a full out ritual i just at least just that 
uh, I guess, consistent way of doing things uh, has become a ritual. So I'd, I'd say that would be my pre-race ritual right now. He yeah. eats Subway the night before. <laughs> yeah. Get some protein. <laughs> I'm just a superstitious person. Like I just have to routine wise. I just got it. Once you get on kind of like a, a good winning streak or something like that, you know what I mean? Like you're starting to feel good about your car or anything. You just want to keep doing the same thing. So I I've always been a superstitious. I'll wear the same shoes. I'll wear the oh, same yeah. pants. I'll wear my hat the same way. Underwear. Like I, yeah, same underwear. These are my lucky underwear. So it's not much more of a ritual than anything else. It's just, I mean, it kind of is, becomes a ritual because of my superstition, more or less. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I always have to be the person to help him get in the car and get him ready. And then once we get done rolling him out, go up to the, go up to the spotter stand and yeah, say a little prayer and, and, you know, go That's from also there. That's also why so, I wear the, uh, if nobody's ever seen the shirt I wear. It's an Optimus Prime shirt that I actually had made for all the groomsmen for my wedding. Um, we had some pretty good success in 2020 on the go-karts, so I was hoping that that good luck was going to keep going into the modifieds or at least just, you know, get me through the season unscathed and, and you know, in work. Piece. It worked. Yeah, here I am still. So uh, that is why I wear that Optimus Prime shirt is because it's it's a good luck sh- you know shirt. So. Uh, I'll keep wearing it as long as it gets me good luck. So, yeah, no, um, like I said, just being at the track, I, I take very seriously the pre-race, you know, prayer and everything like that. And then, like I said, I say, say a couple of prayers myself to keep us safe. And, um, I don't know why Brian Sanders is saying Brandon, but, uh, anyway, um, yeah, same prayers and stuff like that. And same thing when I do, uh, jump in the car this summer, uh, be a lot of, be a lot of prayers and, uh, just hope we come out on the other side with all four fenders on it. So, mm-hmm. all right, next one, Mike Land Goodart. What are you looking forward to the most during the next race season? I'll answer that. Uh, keeping you happy throughout the summer. Oh. <laughs> hey, yeah, you right just here. won. You right won right it. Here. You just won right. the night, bro. <laughs> Got him. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, um, want to go out there and, like I said, not break a lot of stuff uh, for the first part kind of get my feet under me um obviously i'm not new to racing but it'll be new in a legend car obviously so (laughs) i said nice that's what i want to hear um but no just taking it easy getting the hang of things and then you know start to try to click off uh wherever we end up in the slow legends fast legends uh maybe try to click off some top 15s top 10s um stuff like that just get progressively get better whatever that is uh each and every single week whether that's top 10s, top 15s, making the show, you know, who knows? Obviously, I think there's some really good competition at CNS. So you never rule out, you know, top fives and wins, but I'm also a realistic kind of person. And, uh, you know, your first year out, you're not going to go out there and win the track championship. So trying to keep my goals in in check and just get better every week. So, Jake? Well, I'm looking forward to the, let's see, what? uh 22 nights that will be out there this year or 20 nights or something like that whatever it is now yeah. um we only have eight that we're not going to be out there yeah, exactly and the fact that it was announced this week that the gams aren't doing a double header memorial day weekend we're doing a double feature saturday night and then the legends are being added to uh the 29th long race. weekend yeah it was gonna be a long weekend anyway but now that the <clears throat> legends are added it's it's kind of nice so at least one night be the games and then the next night will be the legend car so that'll be fun but um 
this will be kind of close to what dad's always been. Well, we've been, ra we raced 24 nights a year and we were there every weekend, blah, blah, blah. Well, this year we'll be out there just as much as he was. So, um, I'm just going to drive the car to the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uphill both ways. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting out and seeing everybody and having some fun and yeah, being out there so many nights, it's going to be, uh, long season but i think it's going to be a ton of fun so i'm just looking forward to how many nights we'll be out there and, and hopefully we get some good luck this year and yeah like you said get a as many top tens top try and get in the top five you know a couple of times here and there you know we definitely have some things going on where we feel that we're making some ground or headway and you know as long as we can keep momentum and you know drive the car well and get setups that i think we can at least push ourselves to try and get that goal of getting some top fives and competing with, you know, Clegg and Darren Clark and Ed Becciarelli and Gasser and all those guys. I, I think we can, we can do it if, you know, if we really try hard and, and get the setups right. So looking forward for pretty much everything this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting behind the wheel. <laughs> Honestly, it's going to be so much fun. I, I don't know if anybody's, I'm, some people might've saw the post that I had, back in like September when I finally got behind the wheel of that thing, I felt like Talladega nights, like Ricky Bobby. And this is the greatest day of my life. Like, <laughs> he really was saying that too. On the I, really, I did. I was like, this is badass. Um, now I'm looking forward to this, just the season overall to see how things play out. I'm just <laughs> excited to just to get behind the car finally and drive one of these things. It's going to be absolutely amazing. You sit there as a kid and you dream about what it would be like and, watch for how many races i've been to in my life and never in a million mm -hmm. years ever would have thought i'd get the chance to be behind the wheel of one of these things and it's finally it's finally coming and it's just yeah my excitement level is like it was here and now it's just like i can't even i can't even put a number on it so it's our last that's, uh free month yeah exactly yeah, pretty much for now <laughs> uh so yeah that's the mo that's the thing i'm looking forward to the most right get behind the wheel absolutely uh next one brandon will you have a spotter in the legends since they aren't required uh quick answer is absolutely i will um you i don't like we've talked about on previous episodes i don't know why you wouldn't if you have a a, a person friend family member whoever that knows what the hell they're doing i don't see why you wouldn't but uh yeah this guy right here will be spotting for the old 3h team denver home sponsored can i say no it'd be a legend i can't say chevy <laughs> it's a yamaha yeah <laughs> but uh yeah definitely we'll have a spotter um think they're valuable especially for just spot uh spotting out starting out and uh yeah so jordan does a good job and uh obviously comfortable with his as weird as it sounds comfortable with his voice obviously being on next to him talking to jake um throughout the last year and everything like that so definitely a, a comfortable voice in the ear and we kind of all know what we want and what we like. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> Michael, I thought I was spotting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Join, join Jordan up there. That'd be yeah. great. Come yeah. on up. I'll give you She'd my just earphones. be screaming. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why my mother doesn't spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one. Uh, Kyle, oh, glitching. Uh, something you remember from your childhood about racing. Oh man, um, I'll 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 start off here. I, oh, posted... I was like, we've lost Jordan. <laughs> Hold on, no. The roof's coming down. What's going on? 
Um, he's climbing through the, the ceiling and he's going to appear on Jake's, Jake's screen. Yeah, no kidding. This right here. There so, you go. We have a picture of it I somewhere too. And pictures of it. So this is, I don't know if you guys can't see it. You can't see it. So it's 1993 NASCAR Winston Racing Series presented by Coors. Trophy Dash Coors. Grand American Modified sponsored by Buckeye Welding. So <clears throat> the significance behind this trophy right here is, uh, yeah, 1993. I was just a little guy. Uh, back at CNS, back in that day, uh, you could, if you got there early enough to, uh, get tickets and stuff, cause we were always there at noon, one o'clock, you, you used to be able to go up there and be like, Hey, I want to be the trophy boy for the day. <clears throat> and then if, you know, if somebody hadn't already asked, then you got to be it. So I was lucky enough to be the trophy boy. And, and at that time, my dad, he was, he was decent. Um, it was still early on in his, you know, his mod career. So he was still finding ways to get into the top 10 and, you know, and win races and stuff like that. Um, but he just so happened went out on that day. I was a trophy boy and he won the race, won the trophy day. And I come out with, with the, with the trophy and he, he's just like, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, I'm the trophy boy. <laughs> so, you know, he was totally like just thrown completely off just 100 surprised and so that was probably my favorite memory and my most livid memory i mean i remember watching it standing at the spotter stand because you're right down there as you know as the laps are winding down they want you to be right by the fence basically ready to go for when the race is over and my cousin's standing next to me and you know he's 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 gonna win the race i was like i know he's gonna win the race this is awesome and boom took checkered flag and i come strolling out there so that yeah that right there so this sits this is like my little office area. So this sits on the on the uh, the shelf right above my desk every day, and I get to take a look. I need to get the picture because it's around there somewhere. But yeah, there's a picture of me and him in the in the winner circle. Yeah, yeah both kneel down right. next to the car. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get to this next comment, and then we'll get to Scott Trantham. This is from my buddy Chris Byer. Brandon, show the lawnmower trophies. So those <laughs> behind me are that's all the go kart trophies. The lawnmower trophies are sitting over here to my right which you can't see a plethora of those so uh for the <laughs> viewers and stuff that don't know that was my uh, i guess my first form of racing uh back in junior high high school man we used to get one of those prepped up every year run about three four races and usually do pretty good and and um yeah and that my football coach would always get mad and you're gonna get hurt on them you know right in the little two days and whatnot and then the last one of the last ones we built, we put a hundred uh, cc Yamaha dirt bike motor in it, nice, and uh, with a three wheeler rear end, and it was just a handful. It was <laughs> I had the shifter up here, steering up here, at a gas pedal, a brake pedal, and then of course the shifter from a dirt bike underneath me. It was a lot to handle, but uh, yeah, Chris Chris helped me a lot with that. So good memories mm -hmm. in those, and uh, actually, finally, just I was gonna keep it kind of like Denny Hamlin has his Daytona 500 winning car. The last race we ever ran in it, uh, we won it in Albin, and I was going to keep it forever. But then with the legend and the go-kart in the garage and everything, it was just Mike Land's like, we, you got to get rid of something. <laughs> you can't hold on to everything you've ever raced. So uh, we uh, we got rid of the lawnmower. But good times and a lot of good memories with that thing. But Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, trophies are over there, Chris, and I don't feel like getting up to uh, get <laughs> uh scott trantham how old were you when you first went to the racetrack jake i out of the i world. was born there yeah i was, I was, I was, I was, I was, 
I was born probably right the last one of the last couple races of 1987, and I think that's when my dad was getting into the bombers. Actually, hold on, let me. I got a picture of that one. Hold on, <laughs> it's show and tell week. It is show and yeah. tell week. Well, there's my nail flag. Actually, yeah, this was. Was it? No, this was. Was this I-76 or was this? CNS, no, that's CNS. Dirt. Yeah, this is CNS. One was dirt. So yeah, this was. Let me get it out of the scrub and tires. So yeah, there's my dad. <laughs> 102 bomber. It was white, and then he went orange with it. Yeah. And then after that, he uh, got into the um, sportsman. And then that's when he. After that, he got into the gam. So, um, yeah, I I don't know what year that picture was, but I would have to say that's probably around the time I was born. So yeah, because he I had a say right away. He had a '69 Camaro in his first which i still give him shit about he has 69 camaro and it turned into a race car mm -hmm. um beautiful car though yeah that was in 80 so he started racing in 85 so we were both i mean as soon as we could i mean I, I i know there's pictures of him and i both when we're maybe a year old and we got earmuffs mm -hmm. on and we're at the racetrack so i mean earliest memory I probably early nineties, probably first memory. Yeah, well, I don't remember the, I don't remember the dirt games. track. Yeah. yeah I, I don't remember the dirt track at all. And I don't, I, I just remember like the early parts of, I do remember the sportsman. I, I do remember that. So probably then is from what I recall, but yeah, yeah I mean, we've been <laughs> living at that track since we were, <laughs> we little shits. Yeah. Mine was he, about the same with my uh, uncle Larry. I was probably five, uh, so it would have been 97, 98 time frame. And I think he was in the late models, the super late models at that time at, at Big big Country then. Um, but yeah, just super little kid next to you know any race car, but a super late model. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's just yeah. It's a great time, but yeah, just out there every weekend. And I, I remember being there as a kid. I won't go off on a tangent here, but back when they used to have the memorabilia stands you could buy the hero cards and those damn alien pop suckers man i live for them <laughs> damn things every weekend and the the little cheap two dollar check of flags you could have and then you could have the driver sign yeah. them man that was every weekend i'm tugging on my mom's you know can, can we go to the racetrack we were just there you know you know <laughs> your uncle larry's that, not racing speaking of that i don't think they do those these anymore but when we were kids, especially when the trains, I mean, the trains ran a lot when we oh, were yes. kids, they used to actually have a train like flute mm -hmm. that you could yeah. buy. We've and talked about that. Yeah, yeah we've, we've talked, talked about, about that. The, the, uh, they need to bring the those back. And, yeah. then, and they like, played boogie woogie on the thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that and then um, like they used to do in the early 90s and the 80s when it was still dirt, like get a program that has like pictures of all the drivers and their cars yeah. or their names at least like so there people can Kyle actually Kintral like has a train it. whistle still i <laughs> wish i still had a train whistle yeah. man that would be so cool to have there you go bring that's them back a, that's history right there yeah there you go scott there you go next employee me uh meeting with brian and jim hey there you go we've got a lot of people saying Sell they em. want the train whistles back let's do it uh, price of lumber nowadays that could get expensive boy uh, i would love that. to see those go come back for all of the other kids but not probably my three. Oh yeah like the whole way <laughs> home and just be like oh man <laughs> <laughs> you'll just have to ride with me home that's yeah all. that's right <laughs> let let ashley take those things home with yeah. you. <laughs> there you go 
Well, that was a good um, uh, give me some loving segment. Thank you, everyone who yes, thank uh, you. asked questions, that. comments, good times. Well, I believe, Jake, you're up next, and we'll get into the end of our show here. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, <coughs> this week, we are going to uh, talk about uh, a new partner uh, on this year. Uh, kind of talked about it uh, during our broadcast of the uh, Snowball Derby for the IRMLRA guys the other day. Um, <coughs> we have the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado and Utah uh, sponsoring us this year, or partnering with us this year. Sponsoring me. the car. Sponsoring the car, yes. Uh, it's great. <coughs> little, it's a great foundation. Uh, we definitely want to bring awareness to epilepsy, not only in Colorado, Utah, but you know, all over the place because our cousin Abigail Smith we call her goose uh she has epilepsy and she had a tough you know go with it for a long time and then there were some treatments and some surgeries that actually has helped her and i think she's going on six years seizure free this year so awesome. it's a serious thing and you definitely don't want to see any kid have to suffer with it there's a lot of things out there that can help <clears throat> kids nowadays because one in 26 kids will have epilepsy or at least a seizure once in their life so it's a serious deal if you know of anybody or, or you know you can see the signs of someone that might be having seizures that needs to go in and get checked please do it because it's a serious thing and you never want to see kids suffer so uh it's a great awareness and a great foundation and we are proud to have them on the car this year and partnering with us so I uh, wanted to give them a shout out this week. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right, George, what do you got? So looks like we're gonna do a little bit of a preview <clears throat> for uh, for next week. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely we're gonna talk some NASCAR Cup racing. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about um, after the Las Vegas race. Um, but do you guys want to touch on the uh, IRMLR race, Snowball Derby race that happened on yeah, Friday night? Of I mean, I was. Uh, <laughs> unable to attend i was uh attending the avalanche game which that was awesome they kicked but i mean we're yeah. huge hockey guys me and this guy right here mm -hmm. so yeah any chance i get it i'm always at it i'm always well, you get free tickets game. from your company yeah. so it's like why yeah, not I, I do get lucky i i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> i've been to probably 10 games this year and only paid for one or two <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, but anyways, yeah. So boys, if you guys want to touch on that a little bit, uh, feel free. The floor is yours. You want to start, yeah, Brandon? So, yeah. Um, we were uh, asked, I guess, and we kind of volunteered to to um, go ahead and broadcast the new league that Kyle Morris, uh, Mark Bremkamp, everybody put together on on iRacing in the I Rocky Mountain Legends Racing Association League that we all run on Wednesday nights, Sunday nights, just kind of depends. But um they started a new league and they're going to run once a month on Friday nights um, and kind of try to emulate some of these big super late model races that we see across the country, like the snowball derby. Um, I mean, the list goes on, right? Um, so that was the first one that we did. And uh, Jordan has experience broadcasting. Uh, we did the scrub and tires podcast 100 back in uh, North Wilkesboro uh, right before Christmas. And Jake and I were in the scoring tower and then Jordan was uh, announcing it live on our, our Facebook channel here or page. And uh, like I said, Jordan was at the Avs game. So Jordan and I, or Jake and I stepped up and we did it for the first time. And there's a lot of buttons going on and made a lot of mistakes and everything like that. But it was uh, really cool to see from um, a blimp perspective, if you will, um, just how hard of racers and stuff like that, that uh, 
um, we have right in in Colorado and and some you know outsiders from Colorado, but people that we race door to door against every single week, or you know some of us do whatever. But uh, it was a great fun. Um, obviously, there's money involved. There's a purse, um, and it was nice to not have <laughs> nice to not have to worry about scoring and handing out penalties and stuff and just talk, just talk about racing that we see in front of us. Um, so yeah, huge shout out to Kyle Morse, Mark Bremkamp, everybody that's putting that together, looking forward to the next one. Um, I think the tentative date is March 18th, but I don't want to for sure say that, but, um, yeah, I think the next one's sponsored by, uh, Trantham racing and I forget where they're at. Uh, please excuse me for that, but yeah, should be fun. So I'll pass it to Jake and, uh, Brian Sanders real quick. I forgot to turn off my spot. <laughs> you could hear it a couple of times. And, and you could hear Chad Canals. Yeah. Cause I have the cuss pack on there and he just <laughs> cussing and I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> so anyway. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Anytime I caution it. So anyway, I apologize. Awesome. Rookie mistake for broadcasting and I will shut my uh, spotter off. That is uh, awesome. The next one. Yeah, so anyways. It, was, it was pretty funny. listening to that uh, <laughs> back and hearing that it was like, Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> yeah. But, Jake, uh, why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah I just heard <laughs> Chad Canals in our ears saying, "What?" The? And I'm like, "Oh man, oh, God. sorry, everybody." I think you even mentioned it a couple of times. I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I, uh, I did. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, it was a good race. Uh, the first 50 laps were rough to get through. Uh, we just had a lot of cautions, and you know, it's first time doing something like that, and guys were just battling and. You know, you just kind of get into the corner a little too hard and some guys aren't expecting you to be there and you're trying to get that arc and stuff. And just we had a lot of early spins. But I think there was a point probably about lap 130-ish till about 200 or so. I think we went about 70, 80 laps. So we actually didn't have a caution. Right. And the only caution was the 150 break. So that was really good. Um, but it was wild back and forth uh, racing. I mean, guys down in the 10th area and then all of a sudden we're up in like the top three and then all of a sudden back down in 10th and the top three we're all of a sudden back down in 10th and then all of a sudden back up to the top three it was just a lot of back and forth so it was a good parody of people not only up into the front but in the back and then back to the front and and just watching the race of seeing everybody going back and forth it was pretty cool to watch so uh it looked a little rough there toward the end especially uh there was some guys i'm sure were on there huge pileups yeah, huge pileups and had lost all their fast repairs earlier in the race. They wish they probably would have had, you know, late in the race there because we had some pretty good wrecks there at the end. But all in all, it was a good race. Uh, it was fun to watch. And like uh, Kyle Quintrall says here, what a finish. Um, yeah. uh, Daryl Stewart and uh, AJ Warren. Brock. Uh, well, it was Brock Denny. Is that oh, his yeah. last name? They were in the money. Wrecked each other. Yeah, Daryl was first. And then Brock was second. And then all of a sudden, Brock kind of gave Daryl the bumper and got up into first. And then, of course, you know, Daryl gave it back to him. But the thing was, is they like wrecked each other coming to the start finish line yeah. and went from first and second to like Last. fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh. I don't know what it was. And yeah, AJ Warren won it. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Zach Morris came second. And then Kyle Quintrall came third. So it yeah. was like, uh, and Kyle was like top five like the whole night. So it was good to see him you know get a top three there but yeah it was it was a wild finish coming to the start finish line it was like whoa okay all right we got a big pile up at the end of the race <laughs> kind of like uh phoenix that one year where danica had like blown her motor 
coming to the start oh, finish God. line and they were they were all coming up behind right. her and just all of a sudden it was like parking lot right at the start right. finish line you know so it was it was a crazy finish but it was fun our for our for at least brandon and i's uh first live broadcast of a race so uh it'll be fun to uh do the next one so george you'll have to make sure that you uh join us on that one i might i might race in it so oh all right we'll, we'll see we'll there see you go. we'll do that I one know. i might run it so irwindale yeah that's right yeah, irwindale I, I, it is. I do like that track see if uh jace hansen can or i don't know does cody dempster have uh yeah obviously neff yeah. does but so he hopefully does. he'll join us but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um keep uh keep tabs on our page we'll announce it prior to but uh, if you're not doing anything on a Friday night and you want to see some local iRacing stuff, get on there. We'll broadcast it, and you can hear more of us and have a good time. And speaking of iRacing, uh, Braxton DeWeese, our sponsored uh, driver for Scrubbing Tires Podcast, racing all the time. Um, again, apologize to him and his dad. It's hard to keep up with it. They race so much, and it's so cool because, like I said, it, I really think that uh, the road to pro is is a very hard thing to do in iRacing, and I think – He's definitely got the talent, and whoever his painter is, man, those cars look great, especially yeah, the STP they do really good job. They, uh, they look really look good. So keep scrubbing those tires, Braxton. We support you, and uh, hopefully people, if they're even looking to venture out in iRacing, um, he, uh, his dad posts on the Braxton Dewey's fan page all the time with the links and stuff to get out there and watch him on YouTube and Twitch. And um, I don't think they do Facebook too much, but YouTube and Twitch for sure. So. Mm-hmm get out there and you, and you will see that some of the rising stars in iRacing road to pro uh, he races against a lot of them. So um, yeah, that's uh, our iRacing spiel, I guess, but it's been a lot of fun. And I guess we need to, I was thinking about this today on my drive to work. We need to just maybe create a second, a second entity called scrub and tires media. I mean, by yeah. God, we're a podcast, we're a broadcasters, we're, <laughs> we do everything. Might as well. So, exactly. We just started a whole freaking brand that we, you want it, we'll do it. Just or the dirty mo of uh, Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had a bar. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be We bad. can arrange that. That'd be badass. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael Ann, hook us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Any breweries out there, hit us up. Yeah. That was uh, Good episode, boys. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah, was. that. Yeah. That I was uh, love talking with uh, Laramie and Ray and, and hearing their stories. So mm-hmm. thank you both again for coming on and uh, to all you fans. Uh, thanks for tuning in and definitely hit us back on that poll. Cause we're uh, going to make a decision here probably this week and let you all know whether we're going to continue on Mondays or if we're going to switch to Tuesday nights. So yeah, we'll tuned make that, that announcement um, hopefully prior to the weekend. So it gives you time to adjust and you're not waiting there on either day waiting for us to go live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll uh, make that poll as we speak. There you go. Um, make that poll and then we'll get back to you guys. But yeah, uh, no guests next week. Um, like I said, we're going to try to stagger them um, and uh, keep it that way. But yeah, Las Vegas this weekend. Believe Xfinity. I th- don't know if the trucks are there or not. I think they run every three weeks, but, but could be wrong. Um, yeah. So a lot to unpack from the NASCAR season or NASCAR weekend, not season. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see. We don't. I guess we didn't pick what the loser does for the uh, rack em up segment. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll just do it on air. Yeah, I like it <laughs> spontaneously. There you spontaneous. go. Spontaneous. All, all right. right. Well, thank you all for listening, joining. 
Um, and if you listen to this after the live, uh, still much appreciated. Find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Um, I say Spotify. That's yeah. that a big one. Um, any of those, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, uh, listen to us, like us, um, subscribe to it. Um, it helps us out. Obviously, we do it because you listen and uh, we have fun doing it. So thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, good, good episode, guys. And uh, see everybody else in a week. Yes. Keep have a good night, everybody. Later, guys. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrub and Tires Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrub and Tires Podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.